Last week, in Matthew 10, 7-8, we read of the immense task the disciples of Jesus had been given, which was to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and raise the dead to life. In this, passage, in this week's passage, Jesus tells his disciples how it will all go down, how they are going to do that work, and what will happen as a result. Friends, it's not going to be easy. In fact, twice, while Jesus was telling them of the work ahead, he had to remind his disciples not to be afraid. Jesus does not mince words. There is a cost to discipleship. But where I know this passage has been used to justify violent actions against others and wars of all sorts, I think the work of the sword and of the cross begins at home with ourselves. As many of you know, here at All Souls, we use this simple little tool called the feedback model. If you've ever been hurt by someone here or had conflict with someone and you came to the clergy or staff about it, it is likely you've heard about it. It goes like this. First, you go to the person and you ask if you may give them some feedback. If they say yes, then you proceed. If they say no, you maybe find another time to make that happen. But say they say yes. You then go through four little statements. When you, this is what you say to them, when you, and you name an observable behavior, I felt, and you name a feeling word, which I think is the hardest part. The impact of that is to, and you name the consequence, and in the future, I would like if, and you name a future behavior. The gist of it is that when you've been hurt by someone or you have conflict with someone, you are to go to them directly. This model follows Matthew 18 that says, if you have been hurt by someone, to go to them, and if they will not listen, bring someone else along. It's an extremely difficult thing to do. I know because I've done it many times. One time in particular stands out to me because I had to bring in a third party as there was not enough trust between me and the person I had conflict with to handle this kind of conversation alone. I used those four lines and I said the ways I had been hurt by this other person and they responded in a way that was defensive and the conversation escalated. And then somewhere in all the truth coming from both sides that was being spoken, real things started to happen. Our defenses were broken, and I experienced genuine love for this person who had hurt me so deeply. Going directly to this person surfaced the conflict that otherwise could have laid dormant. It opened a wound that likely could have just closed up and scarred over with nothing but a limp to show for it. But instead, going directly to the person opened up the wound, let it air out, and even cut it deeper so that we could both heal. Jesus is asking us to use his sword for the relationships that aren't healthy so that they can heal. This kind of work requires both parties to be vulnerable and lay aside their ego and themselves, to say they have been hurt or to accept having been the one who hurt another person. Going directly to the person at first seems to take up more time than just letting it pass. And going directly to someone who has hurt you is scary because the outcome is unknown. Doing this might not make things immediately better. 
I'd say it's more like a surgical knife than a sword. But this is the kind of work that is done by the peace, that is done by the peace by the sword and by the cross. A few weeks back, uh, Phil and I interviewed Laura Eberly on the Soulcast, um, our, our new little weekly video announcements bantering thing. In our interview with her, she was talking about the work to be done around racial justice. And I have been thinking about them ever since. In our interview, she said, and I'm adapting it a little bit for our purposes today, but you can go back and listen to the whole thing. Wherever your heart is well connected, there is work to be done there. Can you really get in touch with the emotions and let that change you rather than having to look away? Wherever your heart is well connected, the sick, the outcast, and the dying are all around us. So we only have to look at where our heart already is, and there we will find them. But then she really gets into it. Can you get in touch with the emotions and let that change you rather than having to look away? This is it, folks. This is life by the sword. Can we really go there to those hard places in ourselves and with others? Can we not let fear stop us? Fear of conflict, fear of losing relationship with someone, fear of change? And then can we be willing to let whatever truth we discover cut us open and change us, perhaps even heal us? Can we let conflict in and then let ourselves be transformed by it? And what about the cross? Where does that fit in here? The cross in the Roman Empire was a tool of punishment used to kill those who would stand against the empire. The same cross on which Jesus would later die Jesus tells his disciples to take up their cross and follow him. He says we do the work of discipleship by imitating him. Yikes. We are to lose our lives so that this work can be done. Our bodies become secondary to the work then. For those who know me well, I am pretty good at beating my body for the sake of my work. Early mornings, late nights, hard days of parenting and working full-time. But frankly, I don't think bearing one's cross is about life's ordinary hardships. Just as the cross was a symbol for death, taking up one's cross will also involve some kind of death. Death of things close to us, in fact. Relationships, privilege, ego, capital, wealth, and all as a consequence to the work of healing and setting people free. Am I willing to let some things about me die? The truth is, I really struggled to preach this morning from this passage. For one, this is a really difficult passage. But I think I struggle with this because getting up here and applying this work, this passage to the work of racial justice, racial justice is hard for me to do. I am much more comfortable talking about things like transformation and spiritual disciplines and small groups and church life. Give me a picnic. I'd love it. But Laura's call to action was a call for me to do this internal work. Laura ended her interview with us on the Soulcast with these words. Jesus both asks me to do this work 
and then offers me forgiveness and grace on the way out. When we do that hard work, when we live by the sword in this way, and we experience death as a result of our work by the cross, we find the forgiveness and grace we need to live. In short, when we lose our lives, we find them. We are currently in a spiritual awakening, one that is calling us to the table from no matter where we sit. We are being asked, as someone recently painted on a bench at Albany Bulb, to create a world where all black lives are sacred. And as Christians, we have a significant role to play in this societal moment. We must not be afraid of conflict, but instead work for peace by the sword, directly and without fear, and by taking up our cross with our whole selves, no matter what the cost. And then when we have given ourselves to the work, Jesus promises that we will find our lives, our souls. This is the cost of discipleship. There is new life out there for us if we are willing to let go of the one we have. 